I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, my loves, and welcome back for another episode of The Phone Box Podcast with me, Emma Conway. Hope you're all well. I hope I'm keeping you company on your walk or, I don't know, you're tidying out your pants. Maybe you're on a car journey or you're on a train journey. Let me know. Definitely go and tag me in on social media, too, and show me where you are listening to me. I like to keep people company on dog walks. That's a nice place. That's where I feel like I'm, I'm most comfortable. This week's episode is a great one. It's a bit of a bumper episode because I am doing it with my friend Sarah, who I've known now for nearly 10 years. She's called Sarah Rossi. She is the publisher of the Sunday Times bestseller, What's for Dinner, which is a book where she shows really easy, simple recipes to follow for families. Also, she has a great Instagram account and TikTok account where she does like videos so you can follow along. I'm not a cook. It's unsure how we're even friends, to be honest. If you think of her as the ultimate cook, you would think of me as the whatever the opposite of that would be. Um, but she is great, and she's the only person that turned up to the podcast with a full list. It gets to the end, and she's just shouting stuff out. Like, do you remember the British Empire? What about Wimpy? There's a lot, a lot of chat about her eyebrows. In fact, take a shot every time she talks about her eyebrows, unless, of course, you're listening to this in a car. She talks about it a lot. So enjoy the podcast with Sarah Rossi, and I'll be back for a little chat at the end. Hello, lovely Sarah, and welcome to the Phone Box podcast. If this is really difficult, I'm going to have to start again as the first time, because doing it with you is going to be really difficult, I reckon. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, lovely Sarah, and welcome to the Phone Box podcast. I would like to know to you, from you, people who are listening, this is really difficult, because I know Sarah so I can't keep starting it over and over again. I want to know where you were when you were 14 and what were the year was, please. Uh, hi, Emma. Can I just say, I was thinking this before we came on, like you and I talk so much and we talk absolute drivel and gossip all day, every day. I was thinking, right, I must remember this is being recorded. Do not talk absolute rubbish that we normally talk about. Anyway, sorry. Talk rubbish. That's what we want to hear. We want to hear the rubbish. <laughs> 
Um, what was the question? 1995. Yeah. And I lived in a little village and it's just outside Colchester in Essex. You know, I was just so... Are you an Essex girl then? Because you've got no Essex accent. Do you not think so? I was so ready for that. <laughs> still make that joke now. I don't what know, joke? The nine, like the Essex girls joke. Well, like, I don't mean, I don't mean that as in a joke. I mean, as in, I mean, I love the anyways Essex. So for me, that's like a real big compliment. I think Towie did a lot for um, the marketing of Essex because it was always like a thing to be an Essex girl in the 90s. Like white stilettos and... Yeah, I can always remember being like quite embarrassed about it. And now I just own it. I think... Yeah, Gemma Collins, Joey Essex. You got all the classics. I, I flipping love them pair. Okay, so... 1995, classic year. I would have been, I don't know, 1995, I would have been 17. So you'd have been 14, I'd have been 17. You'd have been streets ahead of me in fashion and life. Oh, as as we are now, to be honest. <laughs> um, What was your bedroom like when you were 14? That gives a good indication of what you were like. I moved bedrooms at some point in the house. You know, like, does everyone do that? I don't know if you had like, like we swapped and stuff because I don't know just to be an annoying teenager probably yeah yeah I dragged a mattress through a corridor at like midnight my mom and dad where are you going I'm going to the box room the one I think I was in was painted a quite sickly shade of green which I think was probably just paint that was like left over mm. from somewhere that seemed like a good idea and then I can also remember oh this is like really 80s probably more than 90s that it had these wardrobes that were like really shiny fake <laughs> marble. You know that everyone had those wardrobe sets oh. that were like set into the wall with a dressing table in between and the hours I spent plucking my eyebrows at that dressing table. <laughs> I mean, I've just seen photographic evidence of quite... Pamela Anderson really didn't have any, uh, you know, you were the original Pamela Anderson with them eyebrows. I'll pop it, I'll pop it on my Insta stories because, I mean... Are you talking about my boobs then? Your eyebrows were slim. When I tell you that I now, for the last probably 10 years, have religiously gone to have my eyebrows like coloured and shaped, even even like at times where I haven't really been able to afford it, that has been my luxury because I just feel like I cannot go back to those days of being a 14-year-old who overplucked her eyebrows. Did you, when you did it, did you look, did you think, oh, God, I look really cool? Or did you do it and go, oops? No, I definitely had an oops. I think it was, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Now kids are like on this, sound really old, but now they're just like on their smartphone in their bedroom or whatever. Whereas I was just there, you know, we didn't have a smartphone. So no, I was just plucking my eyelids every night. <laughs> oh, there's one. Did you do it as well? Um, I, my, my friend, I went had a back operation when I was 18 and my friend Helen, because I was on traction, so I was attached to a bed with weights on my legs. They don't do it now, thank goodness. And my friend Helen came in and she was like, now you're attached to this bed, I'm going to work on your eyebrows because I couldn't move. And she like pinned me down and she's like, she must have been for years going, God, look at them eyebrows. Wish I could get my, she got, got, got rid of it all. Did you say no? And she still carried on? Or I like- was uh, heavily, heavily sedated. And I was just like, do you know what? Go on. I've got nothing else to do. Okay, well, I don't have any excuse of any traction, any no. help or any sedation. I just, it was just you. I also 
also think, you know, when you're a teenager and you, you sp- can spend too, oh, well, I do this now sometimes, but like too long looking in the mirror and you pick your own faults, don't you? And that was like <clears throat> just plucking away at the eyebrows. And actually what made it worse, which I don't know whether you can see in that photo, because I feel like I was going au naturel with the skinny eyebrows, <clears throat> but there was a point where I just newly plucked them all off and I was like, shit, what have I, am I allowed to yeah. swear? Yeah, you swear away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have I done? And I must have, but I remember acquiring, sorry, it's making me laugh so much because <laughs> I must have acquired some eyebrow pencil. And it was like, you know, now like you can, I don't know, watch loads of TikToks about doing makeup. Yeah. It wasn't like that. There was no one to tell me how to fix this dire situation that I'd got on my face. And I must have acquired an eyebrow pencil from somewhere. It was the, the, the long story short was it was a terrible colour. So it made them look so much worse. And I can remember people being like, what have you done to your eyebrows? And we go, no, I don't want to talk about nothing. Well, and you're just like, oh, these are natural. <laughs> because in those days, the makeup would have been like, an eyebrow pencil would have been like, right. There would have been like two colours, wouldn't there? Not now when you have loads of different like ranges of stuff. It would have just been like two colours, shove it on. I think I would have just used whatever was closest because... We didn't all watch hours of YouTube and TikTok to learn how to make things look really good, did we? No. So we didn't know what was out there. Anyway, so yes, I had very thin and then at one point very badly drawn on eyebrows. And I'm grateful for all of our for our children growing up now that at least they can watch YouTube videos to know how. And let, yeah, get it. And it's quite a, a bushy brows in now, isn't it? I think I, I can't get my head around the one where they put the soap on. Oh, I do that. Do you like know, put soap on your eyebrows and brush it up? No, I don't do a soap brow. Should I be different with a bit of cousins? What soap do you use? So it's called soap brow. Oh, I thought it was like made of soap, maybe. I thought it was like, you know, your cousin's soap that you would have had at your mum's house. I I should try that. It'd probably be a money saving exercise. Soap brow, that's something for you all to try. try Brush it up and then brush it across and then you go like this. That's one, that's one for a thumbnail for this. (laughs) Yeah, that's it's a bit of podcast there. There's no thumbnail. What are you talking about? everybody imagine Sarah just seductively like brushing up her eyebrows okay so we've got your bedroom what were what was your personality like when you were 14 very I wasn't very sure of myself wasn't sure where I fitted in in the world which I think is obviously a general teenage trait um I found it really hard to be that person yeah I mean that is the teenage condition isn't it (laughs) Where were you in the hierarchy? Like, what, also, what kind of school did you go to? Just a mixed. Oh, yeah, no, not, yeah. Um, so you were in a mixed school. What? Where were you in the hierarchy? I always find that quite fascinating. Um, I think I was somewhere vaguely in the middle. Um, I had been friends with some of the cool crowd, and the, but I wasn't all the time. And I think as I got to 14, that probably changed. I probably became a bit less cool because I think it's also... Like you have to be quite sporty to be cool. Do you think that? Is that a thing? That you, I, this is so fascinating because um, Matt, man versus baby, said exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. He said to be cool at his school, you have to be sporty. Now, I was, at a, I don't know if it's because I was at a girls' school, but I don't really think that applied. Really, I don't know. Yeah, I. Or then again, maybe I am just so unsport. Like I, like the opposite of sport. What would be the unsporty that? perhaps it didn't even register on my radar but I didn't feel like I didn't like look at girls who played netball and went wow they're cool oh no that wasn't my school like if you were really really good yeah if you were like in the team and stuff and you were good one of my best friends was a boy and then actually later on at about 14 two of my best friends were 
uh, were boys. Girls get into like certain very set groups, don't they? And I think boys are less likely to do that. So there were two boys, one of which I'd known since like primary school and we lived really nearby. So we used to see each other out of school and then another boy. And I think that instantly took me out of that sort of need to be in a very specific girl gang, probably. What kind of music were you into? Also, I feel like this may be changed just because like, what what year was New Kids on the Block? I was trying to remember. I feel like New Kids on the Block, uh, New Kids on the Block was really like 1991, maybe, because Take That came out about, I mean, as we all know, I know the history of Take That. But like 1992 was peak, like was Take That starting, you know, I Found Heaven and all that lot. So just before that would have been New Kids on the Block. Did you love them? I did like, maybe I was just really behind the times. Maybe 12, 13 actually was New Kids on the Block, which was the first tape I ever bought, which was New Kids on the Block. Yeah. When did CDs start as well? I don't know, but you're speaking, all that's going from my head is, see the girls with the curls in the hair, buttons in the pins in the love. I, I, I'll be honest, I was Bross, I was a Brossette, and Bross and New Kids on the Block, no, no. I was a Brossette, love Matt Goss, but if I had to choose, if somebody came in and said, Emma, you're going to have to snog one of New Kids on the Block, it would be Joey. Yeah, I like Joey. And Joey's hot now. My best friend then, who's still my best friend now, Naomi, Love Jordan. And we used to <gasps> Oh my god. I retract, I retract, I retract Jordan. I forgot about Jordan. Oh my god, he was gorgeous. Yeah. But we used to have these like long, in-depth discussions about, you know, who was better, Joey or Jordan, about their merits, their pros and yeah. cons. Like almost like as if they were both gonna turn up knock in on the door, room, knock on the door and be like, Hi girls, like which one of me us do you want to date? If you saw them now, would you still feel a bit like giggly? Do you still fancy them now? Absolutely not. <gasps> in any way, shape or form. I think I've slightly moved on. I hope I've moved on in my tastes. I mean, you're talking to the woman that's loved the same pop star since she was 14. I've not moved on. Yeah. <laughs> I like that for you. It's comforting. How <laughs> you're like, I hope I've moved on. And then like, but for you, that's all right. That's fine for you, Emma. Uh, I would go out with Jerry from Nukas on the Block now. Jordan, from, in fact, Donnie Wahlberg, Marky Mark. I'd go out with him. Danny, draw a line. Well, Marky, Mark, Marky Wahlberg. I mean, <laughs> that sounded like that was a real like. I know him so well. I could call him that. Uh, he obviously had a resurgence later, didn't he? And I remember thinking, yeah. wow, he was. But he had those videos. Yeah. What was the song that he had? What was Marky Mark? Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. I don't know. It's the only thing, one thing I can remember about what, him. That he had no top on and a, a big willy. Yeah, that one. I was trying to be polite. I was going to do a hand movement to demonstrate. <laughs> a bit polite. It's... You know, we all know what Marky Mark was famous for. Okay, so you like New Kids on the Block. Um, you had an 80s style bedroom. Um, who was your first crush that wasn't um one of New Kids on the Block? You don't have to say the name if you don't want to, but I want you to because I like it. I'm not gonna say the name <gasps> and I'm gonna tell you why. Because why? they a little while ago got in touch with me on Facebook. <laughs> what did they say hi sarah thing, just sent a friend request and i was just like absolutely not did you not did you not approve it no why not you look like you're waiting for some juicy gossip like i was um, it was like my long lost love i'm like did um, you sat like that no it just felt like that part of my life had significantly <laughs> i had a crush at primary school and he contacted me on friends reunited friends do you remember? reunited do you remember that 
contacted me on that so like out of the blue like what did you say where was your crush from primary school so out of the blue and friends were united when i was a teacher and i was like and his name is Stephen Conway. <laughs> no, he wasn't good because he was younger than me. And I had a little bit of a chat with him and then I was like, mm, this is weird. And then like, I, I don't even know if Friends of United still exists. I don't know. It was like the it was like the before Facebook, wasn't it? I guess. Okay, so that your first crush, did you ever snog your first crush? Yes. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I feel Lovely. like there's a blurry line between crush and first boy, maybe, but um, there was a snog there. I'm I'm classing the crush as the first snog. Is that like I think like- you're a success story because my first crush was a crush. Uh, no, there was no snog with my first crush. Oh, I remember. I must have been maybe just before fourteen or that sort of time, and I can remember Naomi and I. We went on holiday with my parents. Naomi came with us to Italy, and. Um, an older boy, he must have been, I don't know, well, older, must have at some point had the misfortune of literally just like catching one of our eyes. And like, it's so, it's so long ago, and I can like remember it now. We were in this, we were in the like hotel walking through somewhere, he must have caught our eye. And he, he must have kind of vaguely nodded in a very Italian, charming way. Oh, yeah. Ciao, Bella. Conversations that Naomi and I had about this this boy, as if as if our whole future was going to depend on him coming back to find us and spend the rest of our days eating pasta with him. We still mention that now. Do you know what though? A holiday crush when you're a teenager. I had a couple, um, one called Graham from Liverpool, one called Russell from Huddersfield, and Russell came to stay with me one summer, and I took him to see the gladiators. <laughs> what a date! Gladiators. Who did you say, Russell? Yeah, Russell. Where did you meet him? Oh, it would have been... How did we not know about Russell? It would have been somewhere Spanish. What, so you kept in touch? Yeah, we kept in touch. With a couple of them, I was like pen pals, and then it kind of just drifted apart. And then I think he came to stay twice. Took him to see the Gladiators, because that's all we did in Birmingham, because that's... What did Nanny Fan and Grandad Rog say about this? He must have stayed. He he must have slept in a different. Oh well, you know my dad will be listening to this and send me a, a big long message <laughs> Sorry, about it. Uh, he must have slept in a separate bedroom. <laughs> Can you send me the information? I need some more gossip on this thing. Yeah, um, and that and then it just kind of fizzled out. It, it just was like, but yeah, we went to see the. I went to see the Gladiators quite a lot back in the nineties. What a dream nineties date to go and see the Gladiators. A dream nineties day, yeah, and what uh, once even that is like top level once even more niche me and my sister were going to see the gladiators again oh this feels like a fever dream you're not going to believe it we were going to see the gladiators again car pulled up by on broad street right car pulled up on broad street we looked pj and duncan in the back of the car pj and duncan in the back of the car you are joking and i was like it's pj and duncan in the back of that car and we were like no was and we went over and we had a little chat before going to see the gladiators what a 90s dream i've got so many questions <laughs> oh, were they going to watch Gladiators as well? I have no idea why they were there, but it was an absolute joy. And you know me, I can sniff a celeb, can't I? So I was just like, who's in the back of that van? You can sniff a celeb from 100 bloody paces, if not more, and then you will almost certainly fancy them. Oh, I will almost certainly fancy them, and I will always go and see them. or Duncan? Um, Duncan. Declan. PJ and Duncan, Ant and Deck. Ant and Deck, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Deck, yeah. Like a grove. Yeah, bike away. My sister was talking about. Do you remember the plot where um, PJ got? I know what you're going to say. 
PJ, Claire was literally just talking about now when PJ got um gun, what was it? Uh, paintball. A paint gun in the eye, blinded. And I kid you not, George was going to a paint gun party like two weeks ago and I had to tell him the whole story of PJ and Duncan and Bible Grove and about safety and never lifting his goggles up. And when I tell you, that child of mine looked at me <laughs> like, mum, what and are you like, talking PJ about? PJ went blind and then, and then Duncan... <laughs> joined a cult so we've all got to <laughs> like tv like that was quite terrifying when we were growing my up. sister went to fight she found the clip and she watched it and she was like it was really disturbing it was really disturbing but um yeah actually what tv did you like what were you watching as you were i was just thinking i wonder whether emma was a neighbors or home and away girl i was a both girl i was a, a both yeah, because like um, Ramsey Street or the Surf Club. If if Stephen said to me, "Do you know what Emma? We're going to go on a trip to Australia, and you can re- you can go and visit Summer Bay or um, Ramsey Street. It'd be Ramsey Street." Yeah. So I'm going to go with Neighbours. Also, um, Neighbours had been around for longer, hadn't it? Yeah, I really yeah. like Neighbours, but I did really like Home and Away. It was like five thirty-five till six. Neighbours six onwards, Home and Away, and then Hollyoaks. Absolute classic. Absolute classic. What a dream. Like, it was just such a dreamy television. What else did you watch? EastEnders Omnibus on a Sunday. Um, The Bill. Oh, I I can remember loving The Bill. And actually, one of my friends is a police officer. And I had a conversation with her about something the other day. And I said, did you have a whiteboard like in the bill? Do you still have one? And she was like, no, Sarah, we have computers. Tune to the bill. In my head, what's the theme tune to the bill? I don't know, but I remember... um, what were they called? Tosh. Tosh. You can't forget Tosh. Tosh with the moustache. Came to my school. Culver. Tosh. Tosh and Culver. And then Top of the Pops at seven o'clock. That would have been the absolute dream evening. Bring all of it back. Right. I want to know about your faux pas. We've heard about your eyebrows. I want to know about your fashion. For, because you just sent some photos and you look great. My in mind instantly went back to one outfit which was like a slightly fluorescent lime green jumper. Right? And I was thinking that was hideous. Why would I wear that? And then as I said it, I realised... Lime green jumper. Uh, and I realised that I wear a lime green jumper that's not actually dissimilar now. <laughs> but this one, I know, this one's a sweatshirt, so I feel like that's acceptable. And every time I wear it online, um, people comment on how nice it was. So maybe that wasn't such a bad faux pas. Um, I wore a lot of black. I was very terrified of colour. <clears throat> I think because when you're a teenager, you kind of definitely like want to sort of sink into yourself and hide a bit. I did anyway. And um, wearing black sort of lets you do that, doesn't it? And the funny thing is that now I never wear any black. I feel it's quite like meaningful that I've obviously discovered that clothes can make me happy and uh they don't they didn't learn that's a bit deep that is sarah i know i know i think that but it's true isn't it it's like your projection of how you're feeling i put a picture up this morning of me with ronan keating and stephen gately but i was dressed as if i was like one of the the other members i had a white shirt on tartan trousers and you know when you do you ever used to wrap a jumper around your waist all the time all the time yeah that makes me it's so, I don't know why we did, because I was so slim as well then. And I just was like, right, well, if I do this, I'll, it's just quite, I did that for years, a little cheeky jump around the waist. Well, because it made you feel like you were hiding. Made you feel yeah, more- and I think it felt like, it felt like the arm, it felt like the back was covering my bum. 
-hmm. and then the arms are like covering my belly that's -hmm. what it felt even though I didn't have I had no bum or no belly and I just was like this is what I'm gonna do is with tartan trousers and a white shirt not to be deep again about the clothes and teenage years but I do think that is a period of time where you you're so it's just such a time of change and you're trying to work out who you are and I just think it's totally normal that clothes are part of that isn't it and eyebrows and hair and yeah oh yeah 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 it's just um yeah a bit of a discovery time it's it's a I I think 14 and 15 is a bit of just a strange old time and then to be honest you hit 17 and 18 then everyone goes a bit slaggy (laughs) or is that just me (laughs) 100% 100% not <laughs> sorry as you were saying I was just thinking so I used to dye my hair quite a lot I don't know if that was maybe a little bit later but um there were some one just awful hair fails one of those pictures I sent you I think I've obviously dyed it some kind of I think it was supposed to be gingery red but it's gone more of an orange shade did you ever use sun in the bottles of sun in I and then would try and dye it on top so I'd get some kind of strange so slightly pink situation going on which was always nice yeah and the sun in also sort of slightly fried your hair a little bit, didn't it? I'm trying to think how it was legal because it would just be like squirt a bit of sun. So if if you listen, you know what sun is. You used to squirt it on your hair and then you dry, you'd hair dry it, and it would activate it and make it go lighter. It essentially turns your hair into some kind of straw. Yeah, like so, orange straw. But I used it the, on the subject of hair. The other thing I was obsessed by was these. I feel like I've made this up, but I'm going to yeah. go and look online to see if they did exist. They were called poly, they were pink foam. Please can anybody tell me if these did exist? They were pink foam uh, strip things, poly papillon, papaton, I think. Yeah. And you would get a piece of hair and curl your hair around it and then tie it up and twist it. And I have them. Did you? What were yeah, they? And it, and it was like wire on the yeah. inside. Yeah. And they were like, and you just rolled them up to, and then you pulled them out. You'd have like. Yeah, and they made your hair look atrocious. Like you'd look like um, Shirley Temple with like ringlets. Yeah. If I one did not look like Shirley Temple, I looked like, a, I don't know, electrocuted. Yeah. I definitely, I would have had them from the market. I definitely, I don't, I wouldn't know what they They were just pink things. But and you'd, and it was like, um, it was like the, the noodle material that the kids use at swimming baths. Exact, that is exactly what it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I also had, which was so misguided, a fringe. Now you have got the most beautiful straight hair that's just like, you and I have talked about this a lot of times when I've been moaning about my hair, but um. I did not have that kind of hair. My hair instantly goes in every opposite direction. Put that in a fringe. Like, what are you doing? Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> and um, we had no straighteners then. So it was a fringe. And you just took what you were given with the fringe. And mine was almost always terrible. It was so bad. My fringe just curled outwards in opposite directions. I feel like you like a bit like a Lord Farquhar kind of terrible. Absolutely terrible. Did you get a perm? Did you ever get a perm? No. Those oh, I did. pink curler things were more than enough. <laughs> Who needed a perm? <laughs> when you got your frying with the sun in and your pink curlers. Yeah, they were like they were like the the, the pool noodles. You've unlocked you've unlocked them. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I mean, what was your biggest um, teenage success? Do you think? Um, I think getting through it, <laughs> surviving. I'm a survivor. I I didn't enjoy my teenage years. No. I felt very confused about who I was. I didn't know where I fitted in in the world. I always felt like I was missing something that everybody else knew. And um, I think getting through it and as I got into my late teenage years and my early 20s just working out they're like that's life that everybody feels like that you're not alone and actually now looking back much later like 20 years later I think the best thing I got from those years is it's probably going hopefully make me a much better parent to my teens because yeah. I'm very sensitive about how difficult those years are and I think um yeah, and I also tell them not to overpluck their eyebrows. So yeah, I I, I think I de- so I've talked to all sorts of different people, and everybody kind of was like, "Well, no, we all nobody knew what was going on." So I think even the people who thought knew what was going on mm. didn't know what was going on. Mm. Just that I don't imagine you're missing out on something that everybody else knows. Yeah, <clears throat> is was was for me quite disarming and difficult, and yeah, but I think that is a really positive that I will be so sensitive to my children going through it because I think though sometimes me and you are a bit too sensitive. Are you? you yeah, without <laughs> with that with our girls, I think we we put ourselves in their shoes like too really. Much <laughs> we are a little bit sometimes we have to go well you know yeah we get it what can I have my support <laughs> yeah or about friendships and stuff I find I have to take a little bit of a step back and try not to get too involved because female friendships in with teenagers is a tricky old thing um we glossed over first snog was it disgusting was it nice I mean nice is a bit strong I think nobody has had a nice one yet. Everybody's has had a gross one. Yeah, I think I think they. I also think when you're a teenager, you sort of just want to get it done, don't you? You said that. How old were you? I think about fourteen. Yeah, that's we've had younger. Have we? And then there's always me as the oldest. <laughs> yet to have anybody. Everyone's like, she was eighty. <laughs> Emma was twenty nine. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, it, it wasn't it wasn't my finest moment, I don't think, but it also wasn't terrible. So yeah, it's gotta get it over and done with us. <laughs> I would take that as a win. Yeah, everybody's just like, we just want to get it over and done with, and then on to the next thing. Yeah. It's a funny old it's a yeah, it's a funny old thing, isn't it? I wish I'd realised that everybody goes through all this stuff. If you could go back and speak to little Sarah, what would you say? But so don't worry, you're doing fine. It's all gonna be okay. This is not your life forever. You're gonna come this um and these these things are really hard like it's you're not just making this up it's it's really hard yeah it, it feels hard. hard it's because it is yeah it is hard there's so many highs but there's so many like bumpy lows as well isn't it and it is do you think it shaped the who you are today 100 <clears throat> percent. 
it's really shaped me and I, I think about it a lot with my children when they're having a really tough time and they're not teenagers yet but I think about you can't just say to kids like oh it's fine don't worry about it and I think it's really taught me that that, that in that moment those things that are terrible to them are really really terrible um and just to like listen and try and understand. Yeah, it is difficult because sometimes the, the kids can come home and they've got a tail and you're like, I mean, that's irrelevant. But you have to kind of give them the time and like, you know, this is really okay. important to them. Yeah. Even though, you know, in like two weeks time, they'll have completely forgotten about it. Yeah, because when, um, you're, a t- when you're a teenager at that time, it just feels like the work, like the fact that someone didn't sit next to you in maths yeah. feels like the end of your world, doesn't it? And um, I think I just felt those things so deeply. Um, do you wish you were a teenager now? Or do you prefer being a teenager oh then? Oh, God. That is such a hard question because I could have my hair and makeup would have looked better yeah but all the times when it didn't people would know about social media and everything those eyebrows they would have had a a full instagram account do you know what when i just have my eyebrows done i go on instagram people always comment i think people are more bothered about eyebrows when they let on because it's your whole face anyway i just mean that as an example of like some things i would have done wrong like not done wrong but have maybe not made the best choices whatever they are and I think if I'd felt like that could have been public, I perhaps would have been more considered, maybe. I feel like this is a therapy session. I think you've had some issues about your eyebrows. We talk about it all the time. <laughs> but also just the breadth of life and diversity that we see online now, I hope, is very different to when you and I were growing up reading, like, just did you read Just 17? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fortnite, wasn't it? Oh no, that was more. More magazine was. Oh, hang on. Which was no? See, more wasn't more the one the 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 uh, naked men posters, and then I'm sure was it just seven? Was it not just seventeen? I will fact check it. Was it not just seventeen that did position of the position of the week? I have not even had a kid. I think it was more magazine position of the fortnight. But my point was really, really that like those magazines and everything, we only ever saw like really slim people who looked a certain way and I just hope that I don't know hope that yeah those magazines were on reflection insane horrendous like true horrendous the content was all like sex doing quizzes what you know you know what kind of snog are you but it wasn't just about sex it wasn't like sex positive it was like how you can be better at sex how you can get a boyfriend like yeah 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 I mean this I, I would be looking at positions that I hadn't kissed a boy I would be like absolutely baffled and gobsmacked and all the problems were all really weird yeah those magazines I lot I think Smash It's was a great magazine because that was just like I used to love cutting out the um that have the lyrics you wouldn't have the internet you couldn't just like google oh you know what's what's the lyrics to snow in format you, you couldn't do that you have to wait for Smash It's to come out and then cut it out I love that that was your first thought of your first piece of musical genius. <laughs> this all, also, it's not the first time I've mentioned it. Snow and Fall must be at the forefront of my vanilla ice. How do I know the word? I can hear it. Give my mum down. <laughs> Shut me down a little. So you, that you'd, and I used to, yeah, I, I, there was something delicious that our children would never experience of, of that, like waiting for something. So I was telling Erin about going to a video shop and you'd have to wait Mm. for the new release to come out. And then if the new release, you know, if it all gone, you'd have to wait 
Yeah. Stephen used to work at a video shop. He said it was his best job ever. He used to work at a video shop on Hagley Road. Um, and I do, where there's now everything so instant. Now things don't even go in the cinema, do they? I sound like a right old nan. But they just come straight to your computer. It's Even things like on Amazon, the fact that something can get delivered the next day or yeah. the same day. That would just never have happened. In a, you had to wait. In my case, get a bus to town on a Saturday, yeah. like forty-five minutes. Traipse around, buy something, bring it home. That was. Just or crazy. if a film came out on Christmas Day, they'd be like, "Brand new film," but actually, that film was about seven years old. <laughs> it's just like brand new to BBC One, and it'd be like the Gremlins, which actually had come out in the mid the mid eighties, but it took so long to get to the telly. I tell you, when I came to, I made a list of all my favourite 80s, 90s things to talk to you about. And I haven't even scratched the surface. Do you know what? Go. Yeah, we haven't even talked about body shop baskets. Did you go and buy baskets from the body shop? Sarah, the fact that you've got a list of all the, this is going to bring me joy. Body shop baskets. They, every yes. Little every wicker basket. Oh, so good. Fuzzy peach. Loved it. Um, My pee bag, which was like a Dewberry though, hang on, no dewberry. That was disgusting. Um, yeah. My PE, like um, one of those head bags. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? And they had the head logo on either side, and they were like white. Oh, I never had I one. I think Sarah. one was white and purple, maybe. And also, they were the worst quality, like leather or leather or whatever oh, it was, and it all yeah. rubbed off. Um, exclamation perfume. Remember that? Make a statement Perfect. without saying a word. But also <laughs> using a River Island bag. As a PE bag, did you do that? Or um, I I I was just I was shopping in Burton's because I wanted to look like boys. I remember so River Island passed me by. <laughs> but everyone <laughs> had a bag and they always, it had like a cat on. Um, swatch watch. I mean, swatch. swatch do people still wear swatch watches now? Why are you laughing at me? Do you remember this? It's the fact that you're being quite aggressive with your list and you're going so fast. <laughs> you're just going. Do you remember swatch watch? <laughs> It's you such remember, a long list. I do remember swatch watches. I had a blue one. Next on the list, please, Sarah. Um, a Pizza Hut opened in Colchester. Buffet. And it was, when I tell you, I mean, obviously I'm a foodie anyway. Clearly this was my formative experience. But the fact that we would go to pizza and I, when I tell you, I thought I was fancy. Like we were. A buffet of pizza with a free salad. Oh, It was so good. And the bacon bits on the salad as well. Just loved it. And I can just remember thinking, this is so cultured to go and a have. bit of pizza it's, it's so, yeah I used to eat French bread pizza at home I don't think we went to a pizza but, yeah French bread pizza um a lot I had a lava lamp in my bedroom my kids have got them now still yeah I so still mine yeah um oh we talked about tv the British Empire do you remember what, <laughs> what? why you mean that's the most nichest thing <laughs> the British Empire you did watch it Watched it set in a leisure centre. I about it the other day, and the reason I was talking, we're talking about childcare. You know when that, um, you know when the new announcement there's going to be more childcare. Yeah. And we had this conversation. It went down a rabbit hole of, do you remember that woman that used to keep her children in a cupboard on the in a, in a she used to keep her children in like a drawer in the leisure yeah. centre, and he was in Red Dwarf as well, wasn't he? He was Rimmer from Red Dwarf. Yeah, but that program was classic. Um, and then I've just got in really big letters written Magnum. But I don't know why it's such big letters. I think it was the it was because the chocolate or the program, <laughs> the ice cream. Oh. Amy and I were allowed to walk. It was like the very like early times when we were allowed to go to a shop on our own, and we would like save the money we had to instead of buying a Solero, which was cheaper, to buy a Magnum. 
and then we would sit and we yeah. would literally just think we were like the coolest thing ever because we got like a magnum which was obviously I think a magnum is I thought you were talking about the program with um what's the man with the massage Tom Selleck yeah Tom Selleck oh you had a crush on Tom you kind of vanished that you had a crush on Tom Selleck <laughs> do you remember that oh in three men Steve Guttenberg oh, Tom Selleck who's the other one <gasps> Ted Danson. Cheers, Ted Danson. Danson. It was an absolute classic that film, wasn't it? That was that was. I I, I really liked your list, and I really liked British Empire. They don't make them they like don't that anymore, do like they? Um, <laughs> you just staring yeah, at your just, list. Have I, I've written also written Jason Donovan, but that was a classic because obviously loved him. Jason Donovan. Um, what's your favorite Jason Donovan song? If it's not sealed with a kiss, I'm going to end the Zoom. Oh, well, I was going especially for you because obviously it was the two of them and Love Neighbours. So Sealed with a kiss, though, is a great song. What's going to be alone? I can't, what, have I made this up? Was there a T-shirt that was tie-dyed that changed colour? Like a hypercolour. You haven't made that up. Yeah, I thought of what it was called. I remember those and I remember having one of those and literally... And your pits would be like a different colour. I think I... <laughs> I think I had a knockoff <laughs> version that wasn't the proper one. Like... Noble, noble sniper colour. <laughs> Sarah, I love your research for this this little like you've just made a list of all the things. Oh, she's still going. Go on. I think that's it. Is that it? We've covered the British Empire, we've covered Global Hypercolour, Noble Sniper Colour. And then I've written Wimpy. That's it. That I remember we used to go to Wimpy. Saw a wimpy the other day. I did in London. Did it still exist? Yeah, must do, didn't it? I, we've not have not gone not got one in Birmingham. It was really I don't fancy, think. wasn't it? She had a burger on a plate. <laughs> on a plate. It was the knife and fork <laughs> and a rum barber. My dad always had a rum barber. That was a rum barber. It's like a round donut soaked in some kind of disgusting syrup with a dollop of something on top and cream. In a wimpy, I don't think you're. Thinking, are you thinking of the Ritz? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hang on, I've just got. To oh, hang on, I've actually meant the Ritz in wimpy with the chips. No, I'm sure. Whoever's listening, can someone confirm whether anyone else is a rum bar bar? If anybody's listening, are you used to rum bar bars in in, in wimpy? I'm take you out on a hot date. I can't take you to the Gladiators because it doesn't exist anymore. But I'm going to take you to no. wimpy in London and make you have a rum bar bar. <laughs> Um, oh well, do you know what? And on that note, I will. I, I think I'll. I'll. I'll leave. You. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, coming on the podcast. It's been wonderful to speak to you. And here, I keep thinking about the British Empire. It's going to be sticking with me all night. Colin, is that who you're thinking about? Was he the janitor? Was he the janitor? Oh my god! Isn't it? Isn't it amazing the crap that stays in your yeah, head? Like, well, I don't mean you specifically. Like all of our heads, like. I, I cannot remember my husband's phone number, but I can remember that a woman used to keep a baby in a drawer in the British Empire. That's not right. That's not right. That's not right. That's not right. I can remember that. I, I sent my kid into school on the wrong day. Right, Sarah, I will speak to you later. Thanks so much. And bye. bye. So there you go. That was a lovely episode with Sarah. I told you it was a bit chatty. I told you we were talking a bit of a rubbish. I told you we talk about the British Empire more than is normal. Please do let me know on social media if you remember the British Empire or if Sarah and I are alone in such a, a classic programme. Um, actually, definitely let me know of any other programmes you'd like me to talk about. I have been considering perhaps doing a solo episode at some point in the first season. Give that a little bit of a try. Maybe I could talk about TV. I could talk about music. 
just let me know. So if you would like to go and follow Sarah, I'll leave everything in the description. She's Taming Twins over on social media. What's for Dinner is her first book and she's also got a second book coming out in September, which is amazing. Again, I will leave the links below. Definitely tag me in on social media and send me a little email if you can think of guests or topics you would like me to cover. It would be amazing if you gave me a review and like clicked the five stars thing. That would be just like smashing. So whatever you're doing today, guys, have a wonderful day. And I will see you same time next week for another episode. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.